freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 341 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is the 2021 Arizona Attorney General race, and our guest is Tiffany Shedd. Tiffany is a conservative Republican candidate for Arizona State Attorney General. In addition to being an attorney, she is a farmer, a small business owner, a homeschool mom, Republican precinct committee woman, and an NRA and 4-H certified pistol and shotgun coach. And that capacity, she has taught children the basics of firearm safety and competitive shooting for over 15 years. Mm -hmm. Tiffany is running for attorney general to defend Arizona's Second Amendment rights, secure our southern border, and fight back against federal overreach. Well, welcome back to the show, Miss Tiffany. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we had you on. It's been way too long ago. Um, and so this is exciting to have you back on again. It's a whole new race. It's a whole new season that our nation is in a whole new season that our, our state is in. And, uh, we are just excited to talk to you, um, about stepping into this rough and tumble arena of politics. Uh, this can't be an easy decision, but, um, I have to know, was there like a lightning rod moment that you said, that's it, I have to step up and get involved? Or was it kind of a culmination of things? Well, it was a culmination of things kind of followed by a lightning rod moment. Um, you know, I've been blessed to live in Arizona, which is one of the freest states in the union. And I think as a lot of longtime Arizonans took for granted, the basic liberties we have here. I mean, the Arizona Constitution is uh, gives us more liberty than the U.S. Constitution. It's mm -hmm. one of the freest on individual rights. It's low regulation. And uh, I have spent a lifetime uh, building businesses, advising business clients, working in natural resources, doing shooting sports, and just, you know, enjoying being an Arizonan and American. And it became sort of like we were being strangled by government that has forgotten that they only have the authority we consent to. Mm -hmm. And I was complaining, we were at a high school rodeo shooting event, and I was complaining to my husband about getting good people to run and that we would help them. And he said, no, you need to run, you know, quit being a coward. You can't just always be behind the scenes. And so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I have three children. We have a lot of roots in Arizona. Um, I come from a rural community and I really cannot at the end of my life, look people in the eye and say, 
man, this was a great state. This was a great place to live. And uh, I let it go on my watch. And, you know, I think we need to remember, and, uh, and those of us that have, you know, that the refugees fleeing to our state from places like California, that Arizona was not built on compliance and complacency. Arizona was built on grit and independence. And that spirit is alive and well. And I think we could teach something to uh, the other states in the union as well with our honoriness and that grit. Love that. Uh, and just, you know, a little bit of maybe a civics lesson. Why is the Office of Attorney General so important? not just here in Arizona, but in all of the states. And I assume that every state does have their own attorney general. Every state does have their own attorney general. And in Arizona, it's a constitutional position. But the reason it's important is the attorney general is the office that can hold the line. Our job is to make sure that government stays in its lane and to protect individuals and, and their rights and states' rights. And let's say you live in California and you have a liberal attorney general. It matters that Arizona has a conservative attorney general that is aggressively looking for ways to bring cases up to the US Supreme Court that affect all of our states and to make sure that we are pushing back toward liberty and not toward socialism. And so the attorney generals, the Republican attorney generals in the United States, there's over 20 of them, uh, actually gang together and uh, strategically look at cases and sign on to each other's, whether you know it's Mississippi bringing an abortion case in the Fifth Circuit, or you saw mandates in the Sixth Circuit that they are working together um, to make sure that all 50 states are protected. And Arizona, with our diversity and our Republican legislature and our spirit, really could be a tip of the spear to bring things a lot back to what they constitutionally should be in the entire United States. Boy, absolutely. And so well said. And when you say that the office of the attorney general is to, to keep government in its lane. And then I look at states like California, you brought up and some other states there, that attorney general is not keeping government in its lane because it, 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 government was set up by our founders to be of, for, and by the people, not, uh, when I look at, you know, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, he, he's basically that word. <laughs> he's not be named <laughs> right he is basically uh acting as a king as a as a monarch and just you know waving his scepter around and saying and and you shall be closed down you know while his own business isn't and so um i i you know i it is a little mind-boggling that that is the the whole job of an attorney general is to keep government in its lane and how poorly we're seeing that done in some places and how important that would be or is always um, to have somebody in our own state who actually maybe possibly has read the constitution and, and wants to, you know, actually uphold the, uh, you know, the oath that everybody takes to, to uphold that the constitution. Um, because there's no buts in the constitution. 
I, I haven't, I haven't haven't seen one in there. I haven't found one. That's true. And, and, you know, the other thing since it's, is gun freedom radio is when you look at what's going on in New York with their attorney general and the gun cases up there that, you know, the U S Supreme court just heard, um, with the New York rifle and pistol association, you can see what a bad attorney general can do versus a, you know, versus one that really wants to uphold the rights of the people. You know, the AG's office represents the state and we defend, you know, the state of Arizona, but we also, our main job is to defend the people of Arizona. And that's a big distinction. Absolutely. Uh, And when you talked about how the Arizona constitution actually, you know, procures and supports more freedoms for the citizens of our state, even over and above the federal constitution, that is that's a little earth shattering. Like that's, that's not a pass by line. That's really important. And when our last election, we've um, elected somebody that has promised one of our senators, Mark Kelly, he has promised to infringe on our second amendment rights to keep and bear arms. Uh, and in our state constitution, we don't call it the second amendment, but it's article two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh he promised to infringe on those things and we elected him anyway. So it, it really is on, well, (laughs) that's, that's another issue for someone who's attorney general is things like this. When a case comes to you and says, did our election happen the way that it was supposed to? And what are we going to do about it? If you inherit that switching gears, I, I, I'm just going to switch gears in the middle of my own statement and question, but how, how does that get handled at an attorney in the attorney general's office if if that whole election case ends up landing on your desk once you are elected our attorney general so it's really interesting the attorney general can go the direction that they see fit and so if you put in a liberal attorney general it'd be a much different answer my answer is um, when elected attorney general um, any any evidence of fraud um, or not following election law, we will pursue, um, of course, statute of limitations, but no one in this in the state of Arizona, I don't care what party you are, I don't care who you are, is going to um, commit fraud in our elections. And, you know, I was up on the Navajo Nation on election day, there was, we had people at three polling places and there were poll workers telling Navajos that if you are a registered Democrat, it is illegal to vote Republican. Folks, that's election fraud. And so I think going into, you know, I would be going into 24, not 22, is there's three parts of election integrity. The first part is our voter registration and make sure and making sure that only citizens who have a right to vote are being registered and we're cleaning the rolls. Election laws are election laws, not election suggestions. And any county recorder that decides to step aside of that will have to deal with the attorney general's office who has full authority to enforce those laws. The second part of any election integrity is the actual voting process. And, you know, Arizona just won a U.S. Supreme Court case defending our laws that um, don't allow out of precinct voting and and, uh, ballot harvesting. And so those are very, very important things as well that affect all the other states. Now they feel free to pass, you know, anti-ballot harvesting laws and making sure that we have people on the ground and, and access. So if you have poll workers with questions or disagreements or they see something funny going on, ballots aren't, ballots aren't already just put into the hopper because once they're in there, 
we can count them over and over and over and come out with the same conclusion. And to me, the first two areas are the scariest because um, that's where negligence, fraud um, can, can occur. And this is the basis of our Republic. And so um, we will be ramping up our election division and during election times, um, it will be all hands on deck to make sure that we're accessible for questions and to enforce the law fully. Absolutely. So uh, in this election season, in your, your candidacy, you are, you're not up against an incumbent. You are up against uh, other candidates who are all kind of on a, an even playing field. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, General Brinovich is, uh, Arizona has term limits and he is termed out and running for the U.S. Senate. So it is considered uh, an incumbent seat in that it's Republican and, you know, we want to keep it Republican, but uh, it's all an even playing field. And uh, as you are running, you are, this is a statewide office. This isn't, you know, specific districts and that sort of thing. And so how, how does door knocking work with, with something like that? Because you got to be everywhere. We do. And uh, we are just ramping up our grassroots program. I think it's one of the most effective ways to talk to people. Um, I actually door knock as well um, when I'm not doing other things. And so uh, we're building out teams of volunteers. If you'd like to volunteer, go to shedforaz.com, S-H-E-D-D-F-O-R-A-Z.com. But we have a fully um, implemented staff. Um, I will say it is a bit easier to door knock when you have Maricopa County. It's a little bit uh, <laughs> more compact versus, you know, the rest of rural Arizona, but uh, it, it takes all of the above. Absolutely. That's a, a big job. Um, so I know because I know you and, and we've kind of let our, our listeners and our viewers know in your bio that you are very involved with um, the Second Amendment, with the, your rights to keep and bear arms. You're passing those principles, those values along to the next generation through your 4-H uh, pistol uh, coaching and shotgun coaching. Um, but how does the position of Attorney General, how would that impact our, all of our rights as far as the Second Amendment and the Article Two, the right to keep and bear arms? Well, I think it's very important, you know, every Republican is going to say they check the box on the Second Amendment. And, uh, but there's a difference between checking the box and being for the Second Amendment in theory and really being for the Second Amendment. And uh, I was talking to uh, a friend who's a big in the Second Amendment, and she says, you know, it is a litmus test for all of the other rights, because if you don't believe that you absolutely have a right to protect yourself whether it be from crime or a tyrannical government, um, then do you really believe in any of the other rights? And the Attorney General's Office, Arizona, our state legislature uh, passed a law and we are now a second amendment sanctuary state. And we also have a very strong constitution and being willing to go to the mat and defend um, Arizonans' right to bear arms, whether that's from the federal government overreaching senators like Mark Kelly or cities and counties, frankly. Um, you know, you don't lose your right to bear arms because you cross a county line in Arizona. 
And um, that will be a priority. And if any um, agency decides to step over the line, whether it be through regulatory works, because that's the other place they come after the second amendment. It's not just the straight up bans, it's gunsmithing rules and ammo rules. And you know whether you can do this and that and supplies that we will be aggressively looking at that, not only to hold the line, but to actually push the needle the other way. Yeah, I, I was traveling through Illinois last week or a couple weeks ago, and it's funny how different counties have different laws when it should be the state that says the laws. In Arizona, we're privileged to have that, mm. that, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm in Tucson or in Yuma or whatever. I have a right to carry a gun in one county as I do another, and that's good. What I am really excited about you, Tiffany, is the fact that you taught children basics in firearms mm -hmm. because there's you know some people that say the only gun safety is no guns at all and the mothers who whatever they moms, moms man, whatever yeah <laughs> they want uh you know guns not to exist they don't want to teach children about firearms there's going to be firearms forever and teaching the kids how to handle or not handle a gun is so important thank you for that Oh, you're welcome. And it's been one of the greatest joys of my life to do that. And, you know, one of the best decisions I've made as a mother was we, we started when my son was nine, he's now 26, was to put our kids in youth shooting sports, which led to coaching and starting a private range and everything else. But, you know, it teaches our kids to be responsible. It teaches our kids to be safe. And it teaches them that while we have amazing rights in this country, it was always set up that you as a citizen need to exercise those rights responsibly, that you have to have the self-control, that it's not government's job to make you responsible, it's an inner thing. And so, you know, it, it, it carries over into other areas because we've, I've been coaching for so long, we've seen the fruit of our work where we have kids that are now police officers and in the military, but it teaches responsibility in all areas. If you have gun safety, gun responsibility, then you're also more responsible when you drive, when you just everything that you do. And I think that we're raising our children to not be responsible and to try to keep them bubble wrapped. But I've always believed that the best way to keep our children safe is to teach them how to be safe, to teach them to be independent, to teach them critical thinking. And so that no matter what situation they're in, if you're not there to protect them, that they have the skill set, of course, age appropriately as they grow up to protect themselves and to become citizens that do, do that as well as adults. Right. Well, that's so well said. And it took my mind back to how you, you were saying you know, earlier, boy, somebody needs to do something about, you know, the condition of the state of Arizona and your husband was like, here's your mirror. <laughs> someone is you, right? Right. And that is always really the answer. And this is what you're teaching young kids is, you know, you have to be responsible for your own behavior and every way that we can instill that uh, in, in children when they're young that, you know, teach them in the ways that they shall go, right? It's like, if that's always the way that we respond to our, our youngsters is, well, what part did you play in this? So I always said that to my daughter, she'd come home and say, you know, I got a bad grade because the teacher doesn't like me or, you know, something like that. And I would say, oh, that's interesting. Well, what part did you play in that? You know? yeah. Consequences. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, so not just the second amendment, but so many issues 
are facing our nation and our state. And one here in Arizona that is on the top of everyone's mind, whether we live, you know, in Northern Arizona, middle Arizona, or down on the Southern border is what the heck is going on at the border. Uh, how does the office of attorney general impact and interact with border issues? Well, right now, the offices of the attorney general is about that and the governor is about all we have in Arizona. The federal government has completely abandoned their duty to secure Arizona's border. And I've never seen anything like it. We actually live in one of the most notorious border trafficking, human trafficking, smuggling routes, um, cartel routes in Arizona. The Silver Bell route goes right through our fourth generation farm. It was bad during the Obama holder years, but you ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, it is absolutely out of control. I'm super... Uh, uh, honored to be endorsed by most of the border ranchers down there, John Ladd, Dan Bell, because they know that I was fighting for border security during the Obama years before President Trump came in and helped us out a lot with his wall and policies. But now, you know, they, they don't realize what they are creating. We're seeing um, fentanyl, human trafficking, uh, bodies in the desert, um, and they have forgotten about the safety of Arizonans. And, you know, the attorney general's office, number one, first thing, enforce the laws that are on the books. We have full jurisdiction over trafficking, drug and human. Second is using the political part of the office to encourage our state legislature to declare cartels as terrorist organizations mm -hmm. so that we can go after anyone um, abetting them or part of them with very serious uh, penalties as well as seizure of assets. Secondly, um, creating a border zone so that if you are create if you are committing certain crimes like those, that we can go for enhanced penalties there. And finally, I think that the, I think the state of Arizona and our legislature need to bring back the Arizona Rangers. Mm -hmm. My great grandmother dated a ranger in territorial days, and uh, for those that don't know their Arizona history, we had a border problem before we were state. Pancho Villa and and a lot of stuff coming over sounds pretty familiar. It's deja vu all over again, and you know we want to give support to our county sheriffs, our DPS, all of our law enforcement. But the fact of the matter is they need, we need more uh, firepower. And I think it would send a message. It deals with some jurisdictional issues. And we, you know, while I am so um, thankful for our border patrol agents, the fact that they're federal means that their policies are dictated from the Biden White House and Arizona can no longer uh, stand and, and just let this go on. And the final thing the attorney general's office can do is you know, if we get a governor who is willing to do um, the hard things to secure the border um, as far as Arizona goes, the attorney general's office will defend those decisions in the courts. Absolutely. And then talk to us again, uh, going back to an earlier conversation we were having about the relationship between the attorney general and the Supreme Court. Are we talking about, you know, the federal Supreme Court, uh, our state Supreme Court? What what were you referencing? All of them. <laughs> All of them. So depending on which jurisdiction uh, it has, which jurisdiction over the matter, but when we're dealing with federal issues, we're talking about the you know, US Supreme Court, the Ninth Circuit, unfortunately, for Arizona, and then also the Arizona Supreme Court. And 
you know, that is making sure we're defending um, laws that are constitution in our Arizona constitution, the US constitution, while pushing back on anything that infringes upon those laws and rights. You know, um, jokingly, I was asked, what are the top three um, priorities of the Arizona Attorney General's office? And, and I do have a serious answer, but sue the Biden administration, sue the Biden administration, <laughs> sue the Biden administration. <laughs> yes. Not, not because of a partisan thing, but because they're actually infringing, they're, they're breaking their own oath because every single elected official takes an oath to protect and defend the exact same constitution, no matter what party they, they ascribe to, right? And they are battering against states' rights. I mean, Arizona agencies already have authority to deal with a lot of the issues, everything from the environment to health, et cetera. And the federal government does not have the authority to usurp our state agencies, our state legislature, our election systems, our gun rights, uh, the management of our natural resources, the management of our wildlife. I'm a hunter. I know there's other people that like to hunt, you know, probably listening to your show. Mm -hmm. And that's, an Arizona, that's Arizona's job. That's not the federal. And, you know, they have, they're using everything from climate change to COVID to usher in a socialist or communist regime that has no reference to the constitution. And they openly admit it that they say, this is not constitutional, but we're gonna do it anyway until some attorney general can push back enough and a court overrules us. That is not how good government works. And that is not how they should be doing their job. And so, um, you know, I can say this as the next attorney general, I will be the most aggressive you have ever seen in protecting things because not only do I want to see my state survive in the free land of gold water awesome place it is, I want the rest of the United States too. And this is no longer going to be a sleepy little office. This is the tip of the spear. Um, She froze and moving the ball back toward a constitutional Republic. Absolutely. And I think you may have even answered the next question I have for you as we start winding down, but perhaps you, you could elaborate a, a bit more, but what makes you Tiffany shed a citizen who is stepping up to use your gifts and talents and your, your experience and training as an attorney, uh, what makes you uniquely qualified to hold one of the 50 uh, offices of attorney general across this nation, uh, but for here in our own state of Arizona? Well, I think, you know, there's, there's a number of reasons. And I think one of the most important is I have never worked for the government as an attorney. I've worked against the government. I've worked in natural <laughs> resources and for business owners and watched the federal tentacles go through the administrative system, whether it's drought contingency plan or you know, Navajo generating station power industry. And I think having that mindset that I'm one of the people and work for the people and not I'm part of the government because I've always worked for the government is huge. I also think that, you know, you're going to, in a Republican primary, you're going to see people check in the box for the Republican things, but have they lived out their values? I've never been a Democrat. 
I've never donated to a Democrat. I've always been pro-gun. I've always been pro-life. My life exemplifies that. When I talk about making Arizona, keeping Arizona one of the most business-friendly states, that's because I've built businesses. These are not esoteric ideas. When I talk about securing the border, it's because I've had friends murdered and, and, a, and a huge amount of crime happening literally on my property. And uh, when we talk about election integrity, I've seen election fraud actually in action. And so I think it's easy to say one thing and it's easy to have an, an attitude of, this is how we go along to get along. But as a private attorney, clients don't come to you for you to tell them how you cannot get things done. They come to you and say, how do I get this done? How do we move this forward? And I think the creativity that you get from private practice will be refreshing in the attorney general's office because I will use the bully pulpit. I will use our political power um, of influence in the legislature to get things done creatively. If we can't get there one way, we will get the, there another to make sure that we protect the people of Arizona and follow the constitution and keep our freedoms for the next generation. Fantastic. Yes. That is so well said. Uh, we're having a little bit of connectivity issues, but uh, you, your voice came through loud and clear on all of that. Uh, and so as we start wrapping up, how do people follow the work that you're doing, uh, help with your campaign? Because campaigns take manpower and they, they take finances. Uh, if people are listening you know, across the state of Arizona, obviously, because this is a state office, they can participate and help and donate. Uh, if people are listening in other states and they're like, it is important enough to see a strong constitutional-based attorney general uh, get elected in a state that I don't even live in, I do want to donate or support. Is that okay? Is that allowed? Just tell folks how they can help. Absolutely. And uh, we can take out-of-state money, just not foreign money, which I wouldn't take anyway. Um, and so if you live in another state and you realize you're not going to have an attorney general fighting for you, we'd appreciate your support. You can go to shed4azshedd.com. And also if you're in another state, you can do phone calls. We can set you up to do phone banking from your cell phone right in your living room. And if you're in state, um, we have all of those options, plus a lot more. Again, go to our website. Um, you can email info at shedforaz.com. And uh, we'd really, really love um, to have your help. And we're gonna need it because it's gonna teach, take every single one of us to keep our country. And uh, there's a quote I like from a movie and it says there's three types of people. There's sheep, there's wolves, and there's sheepdogs. Mm -hmm. And we have a wolf epidemic in this country right now. And so each one of you who are willing to do even the smallest thing is a sheepdog that your country will thank you for doing those things later. And I know I sure could use the help. I'm willing to charge up the hill alone, but sure be nice to look, turn around and see that there's some people charging behind me. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all that you do. We'll be checking back in to see how it's going. And then once you are elected, we'll definitely be uh, seeing how everything's going. Absolutely. I'm glad I'll be glad, especially once I'm elected. No ivory tower elitist girl here. We'll be chatting. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Tiffany. Tiffany. Thank, Shed. You. Thank, Thank you, Tiffany. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
So a little bit of pinging on her voice we got it froze though. a couple of times, but I think we, right. I think it, it, it all came through. Okay. Um, that's part of, you know, living in rural areas. Uh, sometimes your, your, uh, bandwidth starts to right. uh, fail a little bit, but, um, boy, I, I love what she stands for. We know her personally. We know Tiffany personally. We have lots of mutual friends and, you know, there, you just never hear, you know, gossip, you don't hear right. skeletons in the closet. Uh, she is, she is as genuine as the day is long. And well, I, like the uh, I think Amendment she could be thing. super phenomenally impactful for the state right. of Arizona. The second amendment thing with no buts. That's yeah. what I like. Mm -hmm. And because like she was saying that if you don't follow the second amendment, then the other amendments mean nothing. Mm. You got to have so it. true. I mean, yeah. it really, everything does work inter interactively. Uh, when we ignore our borders, look at the stuff she mentioned right. happens. One of the other things is I was watching another podcast. It was the Tim cast I L R podcast. And he stated so clearly for me, I'd never heard it stated this way so clearly before. He said, one of the uh, ways, one of the reasons that we should really care about our border issues and all of this wave of um, people just coming across is because when our census is taken, our census just counts bodies, right? right? It doesn't count if you are a citizen or not. Uh, I believe President Trump wanted that designation in the census and it got shot down. So just bodies in our country. And then the numbers of bodies in each state impacts how the um, districts are drawn, right? The different legislative districts are drawn. And we are in the middle of that happening right now. Yep. We're redrawing all kinds of districts across the nation. And when the people that are being represented, maybe they haven't, they don't have our shared values. Maybe they don't even understand fully what our constitution is, why we have a constitution, what people went through. Our founding fathers and mothers fought, bled, starved, and died to have that constitution. So you can't just turn a blind eye to some law or some regulation that uh, tramples on it's that. just a ploy to keep to keep those um you know to benefit more of the the democratic ways of i, I don't know how to explain well, it that's but... a conundrum for me that is a conundrum so if you are someone who who did trek across you know continent mm -hmm. to get here and the reason you trekked here was because the united states is the shiny beacon on the hill right and you're fleeing you know socialism communism big government and when big government turns on you why would that automatically why would you think that because you've come in not legally that you would ascribe to what the democratic party currently stands for it doesn't make any sense yes to it me. does and i'll tell you why it does because the people that are fleeing here don't really know what's going on. They just know it's free here. Everything, you know, we're a free country. But then when they get here, not only are they living in a free country, but they're given free stuff and they're easily persuaded. They don't know that they are causing the problem. Hmm. 
I mean, I, I understand that. Uh -huh. I hear, I hear what you're saying, but it just, it's a head scratcher for me. It is a head scratcher, and, and, but it is changing things. A friend of mine that lives in Buckeye says his, re, his area is changing so much that they're no longer going to have a voice. Mm -hmm. The people that implanted in that area, the ones that are, that invested all their businesses, time and money and everything else are being lowered their, their voices aren't being heard what's being heard is the transient people that are coming in that aren't even sure that they're going to live there mm. they're just there right now mm. so but i do really think that people don't realize that to have the freedom that we have is not because people give us stuff for nothing it's because we worked hard we sacrificed but they're coming here not knowing that they have to go through those sacrifices so i would say Yes, we have to secure our borders. We absolutely have to get that done stat, like yeah. immediately. But I would also say that anybody that is in your circle of influence, like your, your physical presence, if you personally, you individually, me individually, if we could realize how impactful human to human um, communication is, if we started helping other people, especially if they're brand new to this country, maybe came and didn't do it legally, if we could help them understand what our nation was founded on, right there, one person at a time, whether we like that that person came in illegally or not, if we could help them understand us better, then if they do end up showing up at a voting booth, then they would have a better understanding of it's hard where this country was founded and, and where that needle of freedom needs to, to land. I mean, is that naive of me? No, I, I, I understand. But so I know a few people that came here illegally. Mm -hmm. they they came here as kids and they're adults. Now mm -hmm. they were forced here because their parents came mm -hmm. and they became here and they're still here illegal because they're afraid to go through the process. They might get kicked back. And, do you have any so, inkling how they vote? So, or do they? Yes, vote? <laughs> most of them just. Or what they believe, the I guess, that, is what the, I should say. The few say. that I know mm -hmm. don't vote. Mm -hmm. They don't uh, make any waves. They do nothing but sit and lay low. Mm -hmm. uh, two that I know don't depend on the government for anything. Mm -hmm. Not medical, nothing, mm -hmm. and that no no welfare. They work. Mm -hmm. And they work their butts off. So if they could vote. So what I'm saying is that I wouldn't vote for socialism. Right. The ones that I know, I am one as I'm trying to influence them to go and go through the channels to get mm -hmm. uh, become citizens. Mm -hmm. And then we talk politics all the time mm -hmm. when I see them. And we we talk about that. And we have some discussions sometimes that are not, you know, 100 percent agreeable, mm -hmm. but but I am trying to influence on how I live. Mm -hmm. So, so you can do that, but it's hard because most of the people that come from other countries, they kind of stay to themselves and their groups. Mm -hmm. So, well, I just feel like there's such a push out there for, for, um, you know, people that to, to believe that people that come in illegally are automatically going to support socialism and communism and they don't know the that direction it's that of the what happens to be the direction of the democratic party right now and so a we should we should you know keep our distance from them and um that they're a lost cause we should throw our arms up and it's a lost cause 
And I just, it does, that doesn't make sense to me. Right. I think we can always impact someone somewhere. We can, Um, and we have to talk to people, but they don't know. And maybe I'm naive. They don't know that the democratic party is a socialist party. We're just now breaking that news. Right. But they should definitely be able to smell socialism a mile away. And they should definitely not want to help bring socialism to the place that they ran to. I know. I know. know. Anyway, that's probably a bigger discussion for another time. But you know what we need to do? What do we need to do, Dan? We need to pray for our nation. We do. But we also want to tell folks how they can uh, find other episodes. How could they find other episodes of our show? Well, I am glad you asked that. If you uh, are one of our listeners and you want to listen only uh, to the audio only version of each of our shows, you can go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, all darling, all of the episodes we have there. And if you click the guest tab, that has photos and bios and uh, links to all the works of all the guests that we've ever had on. We've had some incredible subject matter experts on there over the must years. must be thousands of now. And I don't know if it's thousands. There but could, it's, I'll bet you there's over. Yeah, there's a lot. And what's really cool, you, you know, you're, you're here guest today. You want to know more about them. You can click on their information and learn all about them. And you can see um, all the way back to our first guest, right? Absolutely. 50,000 years ago. And <laughs> Not quite that long ago. And our very first guest ever. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, I almost pulled my, yes, my listener out of my ear. This guy right here. Ken Blanchard, Black yeah. Man with a Gun. First guest ever. This book is still very relevant. Very awesome. Uh, looking for gifts for the holidays. There you go right there. Um, yeah. Awesome guy. Stepped right up. I didn't even have any history to tell him. Yeah, I I. I'm a decent host or we're decent hosts. And he just said, yeah, I'll come on. What a great gift for Christmas this year. What would be better than taking somebody, give them the gift of freedom by telling them how, you know, tell them how things are, the rights and, I love you, know, it. you know, teach them to go shooting, teach them about the constitution, love it. teach them about stuff. What a great gift that gift would be. Gift of your own personal Keeps time. on giving, Clark. Keeps on giving. Uh, and then if you are one of our viewers, right, somebody we have, who looks at our show, right, where wherever there is internet, we have listeners and viewers uh, far beyond the borders of the United States. And so if you are one of our viewers, and you like to watch these episodes, the video portion, you can go to YouTube, mm-hmm. gun streamer, or the ops lens smartphone app. And here's the thing, once you get to YouTube, uh, and GunStreamer, please subscribe because we, um, that would be a gift you could give us for the holidays. Yeah, we, click that button. We have been a, an audio-based show much longer than we've had a video portion of our show. And so um, we don't have a lot of subscribers. We so value those of you who have subscribed. And also once you subscribe with your pinky up, you press the notifications button and you'll be notified of all the new content that we post up. We would so appreciate that. That would be Santa Claus come to town for us. If everybody out there watching and listening would take time to do that for us. You know, you you mentioned the internet Mm -hmm. and how you could connect, you know, 
I, I question whether Korea, we've never had any response from Korea, whether or not they can hear us over there. But now I'm questioning, how about Australia? Did, did they shut them down from listening to shows like ours? You know, yet? Uh, I, I actually get email from one specific gentleman in Australia on a regular basis. So, uh, so as, they still can hear us. So. As far as I know. They can't go outside. They can. He's, he's always interacting with me about what's going on over there down under and uh, just a great guy. So um, anyway, and yeah, we love it when you guys reach out and tell us what's on your mind. So you can either uh, DM us on one of our she social sure doesn't media. like it when I tell her what's on my mind. <laughs> that's a whole that's, different, that's yes. a whole different topic. Um, or you can email us at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. T-A-L-K at gunfreedomradio.com. All right. Now, Dan, we're going to tell them how to get a hold of us. Pray for, oh, pray for our leaders. No, uh, pray for our nation first. Absolutely. Pray for our nation. Pray for all nations. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the people that are have been put in positions of authority and leadership and representation of the citizenry, mm-hmm. there's a few them. of them that, uh, you know, we just, we feel like they could do better. Right. We mentioned one earlier. Uh, yeah. We're California. not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, what about those guys? those men and women, do we, we want to pray for them too, right? Just thinking, this is what we need just, the Jeopardy music. I think, why? I mean, they, they are rulers. They're, well, no, wouldn't I, they need prayer more? What, I was, when you said that, all I think about was Newsom going to dinner with no mask on in a restaurant that was closed to the public. Yeah. What was that called? The French laundry. The French laundry. And it wasn't a laundry mat. But they should do a cleaning on him. Uh, but anyway, you, uh, you know, so that came to me and it's like, I know I have to pray for him because we got to pray that they get wisdom to learn that they're not leaders, that they are representatives of us. But yeah, uh, exactly. See, you but, got it. You got it. Maybe especially for them. I'd rather just go talk to the guy. Like you would have any opportunity. I would just say nice things and just tell him that, you know, he forgot what he was put in office for. It's true. If we were one of his constituents, we might have an opportunity. But somebody from Arizona, he's going to be like, "Yeah, I'm not taking that call. Yeah, I'm not taking." You think he's listening meeting. to people from California? You funny. I know. You're funny. Well, we can hope. Right? He's not listening to nothing but his aunt, grandma, or aunt, or whatever she is. <laughs> yeah. Nancy. Yeah. What is he? Nephew, somehow related to something. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. I, I can't remember how, but all right, Ooh, we got to what a what a we got to get out of um, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm related to Nancy. Po- I couldn't even, I couldn't say that. If I was, I couldn't say it. Oh, but tell us how you really feel. No, don't tell us how you really feel. All right. We got to get out of here. Right, Until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. God bless. Bye-bye.